I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like who do you think All right, another day, another dollar, another episode, another Wednesday My favorite podcast because I'm very biased It's my own podcast, it's what if it did work And I gotta say, I've got a very interesting guest Matt Simmons, 20-year business veteran 12-year veteran in real estate and investing with over $200 million under management. Matt is known as a forward-thinking business operator with a take-no-prisoners type of attitude. He's often called upon by business owners across the country and real estate leaders for his business ideas and strategies, sales training capabilities. He runs Sim Capital Group, one of the fastest growing privately held real estate investment companies with a focus on multifamily and distressed assets and loans. Sim offers real estate investments and opportunities that were previously never available to the everyday investor, cutting out the middleman and giving them benefits of cash flow, amortization, more importantly, tax benefits, leverage, and appreciation. Matt, according to this, you're on a mission to build a real estate portfolio worth over $5 billion. And this is what I like, help 1 million people achieve financial freedom along the way. Welcome, brother. How's it going? Thanks, man. I appreciate that great intro and it's going fantastic. I appreciate you having me on. So distressed properties, C-classes? So yeah, so it's a combination of C-class, C-plus class, as well as, and this is what really throws people for a loop, the affordable housing sector. So we have a large portfolio of Section 8 single family homes. So are you like Joe Pesci? Did you ever watch that movie, (laughs) The Super? (laughs) <laughs> well, it's funny because people look at me like like I'm like I have four eyes when I say that, but it's an extremely lucrative sector of the industry and if you do it right, it's just as easy to manage and you get just as good tenants as you can in any multifamily. Do you think it has to do with it's not sexy because you know I'm a card on guy, the card on capital, right? right. I'm be hard GC's like hey everybody. Look at this brand new property I, I just got. And, you know, it, it, well, it, yeah, I mean, GC, I mean, Grant buys black, you know, class A luxury style properties, right? They're flashy. They look great. They have the amenities, but they're also $100 million, you know? And so, you know, the returns on something like that aren't what a lot of people think they should be, but the property looks sexy, like you said. Whereas for me, the money looks sexy. And that's why, that's why that sector, is so appealing to us and so lucrative because we cash flow, we net up, we net income per door double than what we do in our multifamily on those properties. Really? Yep. So we average net we net income average per door on our on that affordable housing portfolio between seven hundred and fifty and eight hundred and fifty dollars per door after debt, taxes, insurance, interest, ma- maintenance, uh, you know, vacancy reserves. It's insane. Now, does your company, do you guys look at the C properties, the Section 8 homes, and say, hey, we'll buy it at a discount. We'll fix it up. It's a win-win for the tenant. It's a win for us. Cash flowing positive, and we'll get better tenants that stay longer. 100%. So that's exactly right. So we we do one of two things with those with that sector or that segment of of the company is we either buy something that's been recently renovated that we can place a tenant within 30 days on and cash flow right away or we buy something that needs to be renovated, we buy it at a deep deep discount, we go in, we do the renovations, 
we refi out of that, pull our profits out, and then place a tenant at the same time. And the way that we place our tenants in those properties is the exact same way we place them in our multifamily. Same background check, same credit check, same criminal history check, so that we make sure that we get good tenants in there. They're going to take care of the property the same way they would if it was their own or was a tenant in our multifamily. The only difference is, is that their rent is paid by the housing authority, not themselves directly. Okay. So you don't have to go in there and go, hey, guys, yeah, after the property, it's time to move on. It's time to bring in better tenants. They're they're there. They're, they're there happy. already. Yep. yep. And, and they're happy because you're bringing better amenities. You're fixing up the place. It's looking a lot nicer. Exactly. I mean, everything's fresh. You know, whether we're buying it, move-in ready, or whether we do it ourselves, it's a fresh property. Everything's redone. New appliances, new carpet, new floorings, new paint, new exterior. I mean. It's an it's a nice home when they move into it. And and we know we have a good tenant. They know they have a good house. And from that point on, you have tenants that stay forever and you know, or a long period of time at least. And we get paid the first of every single month by the housing authority, direct wire right into our bank account, and everyone's happy. Now, what brought you into real estate investing this way? Did did you start like did you pick up Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah, <laughs> rich dad, poor dad, and you read it, and you bought one property, and you flipped it, or you rented it out, or what? So, what got Matt Simmons into in real, real, estate? In real estate? So I initially got into real estate in 2006. I had sold a business of mine with a partner, my mentor, in 2006, basically right before the crash, and I just started buying my own single-family homes in the Section Eight program. Now, you're going to hear me talk a lot about Section 8 and the affordable housing. We have a ton of multifamily too, which we'll talk about. But I started buying my own real estate, single family homes in the Section 8 program. So I kind of learned the ins and outs of this, this specific segment in the industry back in 2006. And so between then and 2014, I just built my own personal portfolio of 300 plus doors of real estate while I was building my other businesses. So originally, this was your side hustle, and you've had other businesses. Yeah, yeah. And talk about overachiever. What were your what well? Were your yes and no. I went bankrupt with the one business in 2011. The real estate's what saved me that I had that I had owned. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was really just a side hustle because I saw a lot of people putting their profits and money into real estate, and it, it's something that could build long term wealth. And it, that to me was what was appealing about it. So when you're an entrepreneur an entrepreneur, a lot of the listeners are entrepreneurs. You never in a million years thought, hey, I'm going to have $200 million worth of real estate under assets under management. We actually just broke 300 million. So that's actually, that 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 pitch deck is- a That's lot. all, man. We have to fix that. <laughs> we have to fix that. We have to fix the typo then. You see, <laughs> it's not just a typo. 300 million sounds way sexier than 200 million. Right? No, honestly, I never did. Like, I never thought, like, I, I'm a big, I have huge ambitions. I've set massive goals, always been that way. But I never sat there and said, I'm going to build a portfolio of, you know, a couple hundred million dollars worth of real estate. To me, it was just about building long-term wealth for me and my kids so that they had something to fall back on and, and me to give them down the road. And then ultimately, it just kind of grew into what it is now with friends and family starting to come in and invest with me. And then 2014, when the SEC changed some of the regulations to allow for crowdfunding, basically, that's when I officially started the fund. And from there, it's just, we've just been growing. So 
you started crowdfunding right when every right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Dude, you got in right when that was one of the original investors of of Cardone Capital yeah. before it was called Cardone Capital. Yep. And that was around that year. I I yep. never that's like when all these other companies, hey, do you want to crowdfund a movie? Hey, do you want right. to fund this this new restaurant or hey, right exactly they, yeah, they, they have all that small businesses yeah, yeah all those small businesses online hey you want a drone right. do, you, do you want this do you want that right and, i mean you and, remember you know i remember when the crowdfunding initially where they couldn't actually give equity into the business they can only give you like uh you know actual products that they were creating or making right yes yes they're, they're like Hey, with a five thousand dollar investment in our business, you get a drone. Right. And you get like a phone call from the CEO. It's like, right. whoa! Like, oh, wow, please. great! Deal. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, all those. Oh, hey, if, if you're a producer in this movie, we'll give you, we'll put you in the credits. And it's like, oh, right. but it's not like a Steven Spielberg movie, right? It's like, exactly. It's a it's movie like that obscure person yeah. you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, Oh, I only, I never knew that that the prizes and all that were because you couldn't give equity at the time. I thought it was just like uh, you Your know, hey, of, like enticing like a, you. Yeah, like a you know, hey man, thanks. Like a kudos, thanks for thanks for believing in us. Here's a free T-shirt. Right. Here's a six pack of of the beer right. invest. Like you invest fifteen thousand, we're gonna send you three drones and you get three separate phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but they got people to do it. They did. They got a lot of people to think about it. People could have been investing in real estate. In cash flowing assets. Cash flowing assets. But instead, people love the the friggin' carrot. People love the bullshit. People it's crazy though, right? It's but that's most people in general, right? It's like the shiny, it's it's the squirrel syndrome, right? Shiny, shiny object syndrome, right? It's like on to the next best thing. That's what they that's what entices. But, but, But dude, Matt. Tell me it's not crazy if I tell you, hey, you invest 10K in my business, I'll invite you to the grand opening or I'll I'll invite you, you know, the red carpet. It's like, but that was it. So I got them. And even even the equity on all, because it's still, they're they're still pumping out crap left and right. Yep. Now, I think. Yeah. But it's become so popular. But they give you equity. Have you heard of any of these companies being cash flow positive? actually returning money they're they're still giving you the the drone or they're still giving you the six pack or you know the vip to it they're still startup businesses right and we all know the statistics when it comes to startup businesses you know a high percentage of them fail and so you're still taking a massive risk into an unproven business but the thing is everybody loves being in the term angel investor because you hear you know gary v yeah man I can't right. do a Gary Vee impersonate, but you know, yeah, I, I invested in right. Uber and you know, now I'm hoping one day to own the Jets. You, it, right. It's not, people find it sexy. It's like, in case you haven't noticed now, all of a sudden there's a, a baseball card renaissance, like because yeah. of Gary Vee and it's crazy. Yeah. Could you, I don't know. Yes. Gary Vee can sell baseball cards. Kevin Smith can sell comic books. But these people are celebrities. Well, they oh, yeah, they have the following, right? It's a yeah, dude. Media effect. If we opened up Simmons, Simmons slash Medrano comic book store, baseball cards, anything like that. It's a frick. But people are following, man. That's what I'm, you're telling me. 
I, you could, we could invest with you, with yep. your company. And do you pay quarterly or monthly? You're we pay doing monthly. We pay okay. So year. I get a monthly check for my investment. Within 30 days. Within 30 days. Yeah. Which is even better than GC. Yep. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay. <Bye. laughs> we also pay a better percentage. We pay an eight to 9% prep. I'm an investor and I've been with it for the long haul, but you know why he, he out hustles you and all it's the name, man. Oh, absolutely. People think you get proximity, right? You don't No. You don't. I could give them 500,000 on my neck. Next, my ex-wife, while we were business partners and, you know, she, yeah. she got more equity. So right. she's a bigger investor. She got an extra helicopter ride than me, but, but big, right. de- but you know, you're not hanging out. No, exactly. It's like, whoa. And the thing is, I mean, think about it. He, it's just that, man. Right. You, you just said it best. Of all these wacky things out there, the drones, even somebody that has a, your competitor, but he just has a name. Yep. But you, uh, I mean, I mean, to me, if he could, if he's like, hey, Omar, here's all your money, I'd be like, Matt, so you're, you're talking. <laughs> Money's money, man. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it's like, you know, you look a lot, you look at a lot of these different funds, right? And they all kind of pay ranges, right? But, but, and, but especially now, like the preps are, are dropping as far as what they're paying in the preferred dividends. The profit shares are dropping based off because of the current economy and what people are buying. You know, and they have these these crazy, ridiculously complicated waterfall structures on how they, you know, return return their investors' investment to them and the returns, etc. We keep it very simple because it's not rocket science, right? Depending on the fund or the property, it's an anywhere between an eight to actual ten percent. We pay ten percent on our affordable housing portfolio if you invest in that with us because the returns are so big. Um, so it's an eight to ten percent preferred and a sixty-five thirty-five split of the profits. A sixty-five percent goes back to our investors. And on our affordable housing portfolio, we split that yearly. So every year we do a profit distribution to our investors. So what we need to do is we need to make sim capital. Sexy, right? <laughs> you need to come up with a logo. I like the logo, but a catchy phrase that we can yeah. all like put on a bumper sticker. And, and what? And, and think about it. You can lower the expectations five, six percent, and keep more of the profit. You're saying, but no, no, definitely. I'm all joking. Um, congratulations on that. That thank you. That that's amazing. That that's one way that I do know you're going to help people out with your goal of helping one million people. Yeah. Achieve, achieve financial freedom. It's about when, man. And, and oh, it you, is. Yeah. You know, when you the, said ten percent, you know, if I if I was standing up and not sitting down, I would on on my you ass. Hear it. You don't hear it. No, yeah, I don't. The, and and here's the thing: we do that because we we make really good money as it is. You know, no, I'm not flying. Or I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a fleet of helicopters and private jets or you know, a, a car collection worth multi millions of dollars. Or flaunting my, you know, sixteen million dollar beachfront house, but we still do really, really well for ourselves. And I, and I'm not going to be greedy and keep all of that for us when I can help when our investors when we can share that and give that back to our investors because ultimately they're the ones taking the risk with us. They should get the reward. Well, it's a win-win. If I'm seeing the ten percent, well, let me especially right now, Amazon's at a full low. Yeah. Discount. Yeah. Apple, 30. Every tech, 
it, we're not talking about Joe Bo- Pet PetStore.com. All right. that bullshit. We're talking about major players. Blue chip stocks. Blue chip stocks. Disney. Everything is in the toilet. And you know, okay, th- those are real assets. The right. crypto. You know, oh well, it's going to hit a hundred. Remember that talk, or or, or the the Doge coin, the Doge coin, the and this is the one thing we're like minded people. Warren Buffett was right. When people are friggin' buying hand over fist, and you you carpenter, and you hear everybody because yep. people that I social media stalk were all of a sudden, oh man, we're going to be all rich. Off of Sheba, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a contrarian by nature, right? So when one, when people go one way, I'm going the exact opposite because I I just don't follow that that herd mentality. Well, well dude, think think about it. Every skewed the other way. Everybody buys and sells. So, exactly. while, while the billionaire, the billionaire right now is salivating. Yeah, he, he's like a fat guy at a buffet at a Chinese. All you can eat buffet with no time limit. Things on sale forty to fifty percent. And what's going to economics? One, everything goes back up. Exactly. And then Joe Bob and every you know it, it's it, coming it's, along again. Oh, it, it's never going to happen. They're going right. to buy high. And yeah. but and, and the thing is, I invest in everything. And the one thing that I do know is you tax benefits. Yeah. By by far. Uncle loves when we make a profit in the stock at 40% if it's less than a year. Right. Short term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't see them giving out, you know, checks for all, all, all the bleeding out right now, but you know, Oh no, you don't get refunds. (laughs) No, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big thing is that like our investors, as you know, but you know, you're buying a piece of real estate. So you're going to get the tax benefits to come with that, the depreciation. I mean, we even have investors at 1031 exchange into us and we structure things up so that they can actually 1031 exchange their profits from maybe another piece of real estate into real estate with us. It's not the easiest thing to do, but it can be done. But the big thing is that depreciation. So you can kick that can down the road. And, and the goal is just to continue to kick that can down the road. And then you don't have to pay those capital gains taxes. The, the thing people, it's a, to me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, we're we're tax, we're paying taxes on money that we already pay tax on. That we already pay taxes on. <laughs> it, it's it's like mind blowing. And we're real estate the roof in this country. Yes, and, and we and we ultimately seceded from from England over taxes. You know, over over two. And, and historically, <laughs> uh, the the best part about it was. At, at the time, they were they would have been paying less taxes, right? Than when they actually be free. <laughs> right? It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But hey, but well, no, the, go ahead. one of the other things that most people don't realize is like you know. So let's say we buy a ten million dollar multifamily, you know, a hundred unit class C plus or B minus family. And let's say that we buy that thing value add, which is what we do. And over the first 24 months, we can add two to $3 million worth of additional value to that property. Well, if, our, if we only took out seven in, in debt, we now have you know five to $6 million in additional equity in that property. We can go refi out of that, pull that couple million dollars in profit out. And that's tax-free too, because free too, because debt. 
Exactly. So, so people understand, like they hate paying taxes, but they don't actually understand how the wealthy keep getting wealthier and how the wealthy don't pay. It's not that they're, they're that they're 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 doing illegal things or being the system. They're just utilizing the tax code that's in place to their benefit. And by investing into a fund like ours or Cardone's or you know one you know one of the other hundreds that are out there, you get that same too. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah, and have any idea? But the thing is, a lot of middle class people mindset it's more American. I pay my taxes. It's like, okay, exactly. And I always ask them. I was like, okay, well, let me ask you something. Will you vo- would you voluntarily pay more taxes than what you have to? And they're like, well, hell no. I'm like, but you do. Exactly. Every single year, you do. Because any different. Exactly. Or or they're like, oh, I can't believe that guy's not taxes. And, right. and it, it's not just it's any any wealthy person. Oh, there's so many loopholes. Well, it's like, yeah. well, the loopholes were available for you too. Right. So, exactly. They're not loopholes. It's just a tax law. You yep. do it. <laughs> Exactly. You know? Yep. It's, it's, it's ignorance to reality. It's ignorance to truth. Right. And and as, and as harsh as that may sound, it's just the reality of the situation. And I, and I think it's all right. And we can go on for days about this, but I think it starts with our education system and our education system doesn't about this. So they're not, and they're not going to go try to learn it themselves unless they have someone that kind of spurs, you know, or lights that fire under their butt. Or they go into a career like you were previously as a financial planner or a tax accountant or something like that. They're just not going to learn this stuff. So they just don't. So the education is broken, dude. For a long time. <laughs> I, thir- 31 years out of high school and technology is just better. My kids are in the in ninth grade. And it's yep. the same crap, dude. It it's is. Just- well, I have, Yeah, I, I have a sixth and third grade, right? And the stuff, I mean, it's the same stuff that we they're, they're, for it's elementary, not, the recorder, right? That's that's essential. That's an, right, right. And square, you know, square. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. I'm like, this this is ridiculous. Like, this is a way of our tax money. And, and then it like like well, it's the same shit, dude. Yeah. It's like they, they never even teach you how to open up a checking account, how to invest. Yeah, to balance a checkbook. They don't they don't teach you any of that. Like the most fundamental basic math stuff that they know. They don't teach you. No, man. And I, I remember my senior year, one of the most important classes was like human development or something like that. And you had to walk around with a boy to, to recreate having a kid, which uh, I, I mean, I, I have two daughters. They, they never acted like the boiled egg. Right. And, and you, you <laughs> dropped the boiled egg. Supposedly the teacher invisible markings on it. I mean, clearly the woman was checked out. You know, like she had time to look. Yeah. You know, every, oh well, this is this isn't an egg. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, man, it, it does. And, and the thing is, people don't want to take the time to even learn. I mean, after high school, after college, man, there's there's so much free information out there. There's Google, there's, yep, dude, there, and, and, and instead of like social media stalking your ex girlfriend. And, right. Instead of putting your political views, instead of putting your soul down, yeah. instead, instead of looking at you porn or right. whatever the hell, I mean, Start you're, yourself. Yeah. Li- literally everything in anything, man. Yep. You, you, 
you know, oh, I can't do, I can't do. Why can't you do it? You just look it up. I tell my kids, this is what I tell my kids every day. Every time I hear that word can't out of their mouth, I tell them, we don't say that word. That's not a word that we understand or use in this household because it's not true. You can do anything as long as you actually put the effort in. The problem is, is that laziness has become a has become an epidemic in this country and people expect things handed to them. Well, not only handed, but dude, we're connecting, we're conversing because we can and we know how to suck. But you've seen this. Kids are on a date. They're sitting across from each other and they're like texting each other. Oh, yeah, right. Facebook texting each other. Instead and, and it's, okay, maybe maybe he or she's looking at, at, at their portfolio. No, they're texting the person across the way. Right. And it's like, that's why you have no social skills. That's why you can't get a better job. You can't sell somebody because... You're too busy on that friggin' thing. You don't even know if your date's enjoying your company because you can't tell by the bot language because you're zoned right. into the friggin' no, no, no. And, you ha- and you don't have any human interpersonal skills either because you refuse to. Like the, the the cell phones, like they're 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 the best things that ever happened and the things that ever happened. Right. Same thing with all the technology and social media. It's like it's like the best thing and the worst thing. It's the best thing because it can connect people in ways that you couldn't connect before. But it's also the worst thing is that people just get so engrossed in it that they feel like that's their reality. Well, dude, yeah. on, on social media, you can find information. You can find companies to invest exactly. like you. Free information. Yep. But instead, people are using a filtered pick. To make themselves look 20 years younger right. and posting a picture of their friggin' hamburger that they right. had, man. And when people right. ask me why I don't post my food, I'm like, man, I grew up where I had to pay like five bucks for like two, three days later for 20 picks, 24 picks, and half right. of them were fuzzy. I was gonna pay for, oh, here's my here's a hot dog that I ate, everybody. Here's, right. <laughs> here's this hamburger. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing too on social media is it. It's, it's, I, I, you know, I said it earlier, I call it the social media effect, right? It's the highlight reel, right? Everyone posts their best thing, right? The, their, or their best look or their best outfit or the best filter or whatever it is. And, but people buy into that and think that's real life every single day and everything that they do. And I'm like, you don't realize, like it took me, you know, what, 20, almost 20 years of failed marriage, broken back to uh, one bankruptcy to have my overnight success. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? Dude, you and I are, are, are lucky. Uh, right. My second book and my nickname, the vacation CEO, was because when I was married, they didn't see the first 14, 15 years of me busting ass, of of us busting ass. They would see vacations. And, oh, you guys are so – I'm like, well, you know, I didn't see you frigging helping clean toilet or fix the toilet at my retail establishment because I was too broke to pay for for someone else to fix it. But, yeah, no – everybody's an overnight success. You see it. Why, why should I invest with you, Matt, when for $19.99, a guy was mowing lawns a month ago. He has an overnight strategy that not can only get me influence. I, 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 I will be social media famous and I'll be living in a mansion just like that guy in 100 days. He had 101. <laughs> <laughs> But but you you see those ads all the time, right? Absolutely. And the reason why they're there is because people buy into it, man. They think it's an overnight success thing. They think they can actually have that. And it goes back to the crypto stuff. It, a, a sliver of people made any sort of real money on Dogecoin, right? A 
right? Uh, but yet Dude, everyone bought in. It made it when everybody bought in. Exactly. They it was been, already. They've been holding that dog shit for months, right? And they were yes. just waiting for it to blow up, right? And so when everyone else came in and bought in, they were selling. And then it ultimately everyone else lost money. People think that, they, that every time one of those scenarios pops up, that they're going to be the next overnight success. But here's the problem too. most It's like lottery winnings, right? So those people that, that get anything like that, or if they do happen to hit a home run on something like that, they lose all that money within the first 12, 24 months anyways, because they have no idea how to actually make their money work for them and more money. Well, investing, it's about time. There's no microwave to success with you. I have to create a surplus of money yep. S with you over right. months, years, right. right. you sell it. I reinvest. Right. It's a process. It's not right. 12 months. It's not 24 months. Right. Warren Buffett didn't become the wealthiest man in the world. Right. Overnight. People yep. don't realize it's time. Every there's, there's a man entrepreneur. We have when people say, you know, you're lucky. Oh, I was, man, right. I, 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 I don't want too stupidly enough's enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that rocky scenario. You get the, you get your ass up every time, man. And when somebody's, oh, well, I'm not in the sales. That That's another pet peeve of mine. I'm, you didn't just sell me your conversation, man. The, you sold somebody 24 seven. You're, you're in sales. Well, I, this is what I tell people. I say every person in this in this world is a salesperson. You are born a salesperson the moment you pop out of your mama. Because what do you do if you're hungry? You cry, right? You're selling to your mother that there's a problem that needs to be that needs to be fixed. You're selling to her to feed you. You cry because you need a diaper change, right? So from day one that you're born, you are a salesperson. You are selling people on something you know t- that they need to do. Well, and dude, even if even if you're a victim, you're selling, man. Right. You're like, oh, please feel sorry for me. My right. circumstances, I suck, man. Right. I'm the only one that has circumstances. Please give me a cyber hug. Please hug me. Yep. You know, please feel sorry for me. That's a sell right there. Yep. And the thing is, is most people associate it with like, you know, having to pick up the phone and cold call people or go knock on doors, right? That's what they but it's 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 not that's it's the that's, used car salesman that that's the only sales job is that or timeshare right right, right. absolutely right. you have you're, you're selling right now brother of course some guy comes across money he's an accredited investor yep. uh wait realty mogul right gc yeah crowdsource GC. crowdsource yep. fundrise so, yeah Fundrise, exactly. Fundrise, mutual fund. We have a sexy graph. <laughs> yep. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, everything that we do, we're we're selling, and that that goes from investors to to when we're trying to buy a property, or when we're talking to a broker or an agent, or whether we're talking under. I mean, it, it, everything that we do on a day to day basis now, is sales. Now, C mm-hmm. and B, is there a relation within the industry? Yeah, is yeah, um, especially in the sector. Um, mo- most people are kind of buying in that sector uh, right now, so you are definitely seeing some competition. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Class A luxury is what's going to suffer the most as this economy can t- to contract uh, into the recession. 
then, um, which is a whole nother topic of discussion. <laughs> we're, the other day. we're we're not in it, man. <laughs> any any more? You know, I I can't right. eat any more of this winning. Right. We're just we're 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 chalking them up, everybody. Um, but as that as the economy continues to contract, luxury is going to that that class A stuff is what's going to take the hit. We're starting to see it already. Some of the vacancies are starting to, you know, the the the, the vacancy rates are starting to bump up a little bit into those properties because here's the thing. Every, you know, inflation is at 9%, right? Everyone's spending more for everything that they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Where's the one place that they can cut their costs? Well, on the roof that they have over their head. They still need a roof, but they want to try to reduce their expenses. So what we're seeing a lot of is, is those class A types of renters moving into the, the nice class B properties. They're not going to move into like a, a B property that's like 1960s vintage that hasn't been updated or has no amenities, but they're going to they're going to move into one of those, you know, one of the nicer B properties that has the amenities still, has, you know, units have been updated, but it's just not, you know, the the you, know, you don't have the car wash on site stuff, you know. Well, I mean, like what you said best, class A. Class A looks super sexy class a looked super sexy years ago i i don't i i don't see people right now going, you're when you're you're taking it in the nuts and all your investments are in the toilet you're not saying hey you know what i'm thinking of a new rolex <laughs> right you're right yeah absolutely and so and that's why we love the faces because people in a good in a good market or a good economy we we have high occupancy and in a down economy or a correction, we have outstanding occupancy. Our occupancy rates go up and, and we have wait lists versus the others. Well, well the way I look at a, a share, a B class, is have people in an economy from C finally yep. moving on up, yep. trying try to be. Yep. You, ha- you have people staying in a B because they're making money. Exactly. They're they're accumulating that money to do yep. whatever they want to do with it, yep. and then you have divorce. Right. <laughs> you have people that are guys, right. and, and you know they realize it's cheaper to keep her, and be home. They they have to. They're not moving on up like the Jeffersons. They're moving into a a, a B. Yep, you're absolutely right, a hundred percent. So it's yeah, it's that it's it's like that. Per- so how do we? you your company how do we invest and do you have any property right now that you're you're sourcing crowdsourcing so we do we do a couple we do it a couple different ways one you can find us right online simcapital.com s-i-m-m.com um right from there you can get right sign right up for our portal access our portal see our offerings uh, initiate the investment sign all your documents send all your money in directly through the portal we make it the um, as far as the offerings that we have, we do it a couple of different ways. We have a general fund that people can come into. And in that fund, we're, we're just buying properties by them um, and then take them down. They go into that general fund. Then we do specific carve outs on properties where if we feel, because some people like to be able to pick and choose where they're going to place their money versus just putting it into a pool, right? So they want to know, oh, my money's going to go into this complex or this apartment you know, property itself. We do um, pretty consistently take a property and do a specific raise on it. We just one um, that is in Texas, uh, a DMA, um, and we're getting ready. We're, we're running numbers or we're underwriting three different properties right now that will be specific carve-outs 
uh, when we put them on onto onto the portal. So those are going to be probably within the next 30 days live. Um, and those are properties between like the seven and $15 million range. Like that's kind of like a sweet spot for us with the B class properties is that seven to $15 million range between a hundred, hundred units, um, in those specific, um, and then we have our affordable housing fund. Now, that, that's a, that's a fund because we buy single family homes in that portfolio itself. So, so like, you know, and we're buying, you know, we have just over 300 or so doors in that or properties in that portfolio. We're, we're growing a thousand um, as a whole for this fund. Um, for us to do a property at a time is, is pointless because we're buying these properties for 85 to $105,000. So it's, it, it's, they're not expensive. We don't need to raise, you know, multiple investment or investors for each individual property. So we pull them together and it's a five, that's a $5 million raise by itself for the big portfolio. And the goal is, is to build that to a thousand doors. And then when we hit a thousand doors, we're going to offload that portfolio as a whole to a much larger private equity group, hedge fund, you know, KKR, Blackstone, BlackRock, stuff like that, because they buy and they pay premiums for cash flowing portfolios. And that's just, that's a I thought they were in class C. Yep. Yep. So they, they, they are buying up single um, in, you know, they try to buy up whole neighborhoods is what they want to do, which is hard. But, you know, if you present like a, a, a cash flow, you know, um, performing portfolio of single family homes, they up like crazy. I get the people that pick controlling, you know, you, you want to. Yep. Your your money's in. But which one ultimately is the best more bang for the buck out of, of all three? The best bank? So I, I kind of need to explain it a be a, a, a better understanding of how they work. So the family, um, much, you, whether it's a single family or whether it's a single property or whether it's a fund, much um, much more value add opportunity, right? So your appreciation on those types of properties. Okay, your appreciation when you sell. It's much more, exactly. So you can refi it, you can access that, 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 that equity, access that appreciation, and then when the property sells. With the affordable housing portfolio and the single family homes in section eight, you don't have that uh, app- appreciation, right? You have 3%, 3.5% year over year, but you're talking about an $85,000, $100,000. So it's, 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 it's minute. So where you make the money there is on the cash flow. Cash flow, the most profit splits, right. which is why we split the profits yearly. So you, if you want to see a quicker return on your investment, the affordable housing portfolio is the way to go because you'll get profit share yearly on that. If you're willing to be paid, uh, collect your eight or 9% for the first couple of years, wait for that refi event to hit, and then ultimately the property to sell down the road, the multifamily fund or the, the individual multifamily is the better way to go because you get a higher uh, equity multiple. Matt happens when you hit the, the 5 billion mark that you want to have assets under management? Honestly, I think we shoot for 10. <laughs> so it's, it's just a number to put on uh, on your bio. Yeah, I mean, it's a goal, right? And, and it's it's a number that, you know, we'll be, the goal right now, um, we just opened up a $100 million institutional fund um, 45 days ago for institutional investors. So the minimum there is $500,000. We're talking about, you know, the, the, the investors there, we're talking about, you know, family offices, uh, pension funds, stuff like that, right? That or, or or they invest with like Goldman Sachs. Exactly. 
Um, but we've already ra- we already have almost nineteen million dollars raised in that um, in forty days. So, and that a lot of that's over from overseas investors too. So we have we have a lot from Italy. Uh, my my VP of investments right now is in the Middle East doing a tour with investors in Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Um, and a lot of uh, foreign capital coming into the United States to specifically invest in real estate. So that hundred million is going to buy us four hundred to five hundred million dollars in real estate. So we're going to be at that billion dollar mark by twenty five sooner. Um, so and then you know obviously there it's like the floodgates kind of and 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 it's much easier to raise the mounts. Now the question is, how are we going to get people to become accredited investors that you want to help? Well, so for me, it's not necessarily about those million people investing with us. It's about learning the, like we talked earlier, right? The tax, the tax law, the loopholes, the way to defer your taxes, how to get your money to multiply and work for you versus you working for your money. I look at, I look at it all combined as ways that I can help people kind of build that financial freedom, not necessarily just. So then you, you see yourself giving that service of teaching real knowledge, real street knowledge, because when I say street knowledge, this is the real knowledge that can help you, not calculus, yes. not square dancing. Right? And I don't, it, yes, 100%. And, and I don't have a coaching program. I don't for that crap. That's not me. I don't, and mainly because A, I don't have time to commit, you know, to commit and dedicate. I just don't. Um, and, and so for me, it's just about the knowledge that I can provide through social media, talking with people, speaking, you know, speaking engagements, podcasts like this, you know, uh, that's how I can have that knowledge. Uh, and that's, that's all stuff that I learned, right? Um, if I personally learned the hard way, which is why I ended up going bankrupt because I thought I had the world by the balls and ultimately business went under uh, because it couldn't sustain itself after I got in a bad accident and hurt myself. And, and so I learned, oh shit, I wasn't doing things the right way. I was overspending. I wasn't getting my money to work for me that I could. Uh, and, you know, it, it taught me a lot. And so if I can help people not make those pitfalls and not that, tr- I, I'm doing my job. Stuff like that. Those are the biggest life lessons. You know? call, call I, remember, some time, man. I, I, I was in, a, so I used to race professional motocross. Okay. And I got the bright idea when I turned 30 in 2000. No. Yeah. 2000. Sorry. Um, that I was going to get my license back and I want to do one last race in my thirties. Right. My wife, I, I, my wife at the time, daughter was just, just old. Um, and she's like, yeah, absolutely. Go do it. And I did. And then I went out, I broke my back pelvis uh, in the first moto and was on bed rest for almost six months. I was in a wheelchair for a couple months. It was about a half recovery. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, you, you, when you are laying in bed, literally broken in half and you can't move and you're watching your business go under it, it, sure. But it gave you time, man. It put, put it to this speed that what was the kicking that you needed Absolutely. to get you here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was the real estate that I had bought that we had bought up to that point that it, that really to get through, uh, and start rebuilding. But yeah, the business was gone. I mean, it, it was but again, I look at everything. I don't look at anything like failure. I look at it as, as lessons learned. Like I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. Education, you know, and, and I, I'm a firm believer that you're going to learn far more in the real world than you ever will sitting there listening to some profit at you about stuff that's 20 years outdated. That, that's okay. I, I've, I've got two degrees. 
that and two dollars and fifty cents can get me a copy of the USA Today, brother. Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, there, there's plenty of people that that think that you you need a college degree to to hit success to find success. The way you sell, the way you yourself, yeah. that that's more important. The way that you actually retain, yes. like what, what we discussed, money, invest, uh, cash cash flowing assets. Yep. You know, people, people need a, you know, school never teaches you, not even in college, that a depreciating asset like a car, like a bullshit watch. Right. Do anything. Nope. Nope. You're just throwing your money away and watching it, watching it, you know, burn basically. You know, if, if you can delay your instant gratification that most people want for a few years and take that money and build it and invest it into the, or into something that's going to make you more money. If you can get your money working for you and compounding, you've set yourself up for freedom the rest of your life. But most people don't have that. Patience. And I think a lot of that comes from a lack of knowledge as well, but I think they don't have, they don't have that patience due to the lack of knowledge and they just want to go out and they want to, they want to look flashy. They want to buy the nice things because they think that's, what's going to make them feel good. It's it's a I use it's I call it the Florida analogy, right? And if you go to Florida, you see someone driving, you know, a hundred thousand uh, dollar Ferrari or two hundred fifty thousand dollar Ferrari or Lamborghini, and they go home to their single wide trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there's there, there's plenty plenty of those people here, brother. Pret- pretender spenders. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't be that person because they're going to their whole life. It, it's also marketing. Why, why do you think this day? Yeah, the fear of missing out. Oh my gosh, I need to go to that beach party. Right. That pool party is going to be off the, the wall. Right. It's not going to be the same next year and the following year and the year after that. Oh my gosh, this is the concert yep. on the strip. This is going to be so out of control. I, I get it because I was, uh, you know, we, we all. We all fall into that. Yeah. Until you, you wake up, I guess you take the red or the blue pill. I forgot in the matrix. <laughs> you realize all that shit's always going to be there, man. That role is going to be there yep. that, that tesla the ferrari man well it it, it is and, you know for me it's like if i want to buy something new like a same car right um and it, because it's something i really want okay fine i just need to buy enough more enough real estate that's going to generate the month the, the monthly income for me to be able to pay for that that way i'm not buying it paying for anything out of my pocket the real estate's going to pay for it every single month without fail and 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 now i have a new toy but most people use their active income to go buy those things, and that's where that's where they they fall short. That, that biggest lesson, believe it or not, that yep. that learned. And if the only if I would have to do everything, would be like, and you know what? Who gives a shit where I drive, what party I went to, or what party I didn't go to, right. and all that other crap. It, it, it's all super. <laughs> when you, you when you grow up. You realize that, you know, you wake up and you're like, it, it really doesn't matter what car, you know, do, do you want to be with somebody ways that's like, Hey, I, I'm only with you because you have the seven, sir. I, I I'm into, I'm into Ferrari. I'm with you because I'm, I like Italian automobiles. Right. Oh man. That, that's not a, that, that, that's not a good, that's not a good person to have as your partner. No, no, because you know, money ebb and flows. It comes. And just like in life, there's peaks and valleys. And you want somebody to be 
when when you are in the valley not exactly. hey, oh, yep. we, we, you want you want someone that's going to be there through with you not only during the good times but they double down on you in the bad times because they, you really need them and, and most people aren't there even friends you know i mean most 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 people even friends you are with you when you when, in your bad times i can't man i can't tell you how many people disappeared on me when i you know lost my well, well those that stayed with you or around you when you're active, you're, you're, you're inner, you, you quickly found out who was in your inner circle. Absolutely. Yeah. And the rest are just fair, like I call them. Exactly. Associates. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I can talk to you on and on. Okay. And like I said, I love your style. I love your personality. I love the win win. It's your, your number are better. Because you want other people to win. Uh, you, you, you can't offer people a helicopter ride or, you know, no, no flashy videos or anything like that. But that's All okay. Right. <laughs> because in the grand scheme of things, money that, that, that hits my bank account once a month is way better. Absolutely. Brother, do you have any final words for anybody that's, that's thinking about investing, thinking about getting off their ass? thinking about doing anything in life instead of just waiting and waiting? I mean, guys, for me, the biggest biggest piece of advice I can give you is you just have to take action. You know, most people find themselves in that paralysis by analysis. Just got to get up and take action. It's perfect. Um, and you just have to invest in yourself. Bet on yourself. That's the best investment you can make. If you don't have the money to invest into a fund like us or with us, invest in yourself. Invest in education, knowledge, um, bettering yourself every single day. And, and if you guys have any questions, you can get a hold of me right through my website. I will absolutely hop on the phone with everyone. Um, I'll fit you in my schedule. I, I, to me, I love doing that. But Matt, the best part when you, your advice and reinvest all back into them, eventually, if they keep on doing that on a consistent basis, they re yep. in into themselves, into their company into mutual funds, into anything, eventually they will be able to invest in your fund. Exactly. Yep. It's all eventually, but you have to believe in yourself to do the work and you have to, game. it's a long-term game. And that, that's what life's all about. It's all about the long-term. Absolutely. Brother, see me. I'll, I, I will be a future investor. Love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, brother. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with, with a catchy slogan, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm in marketing, so uh, we'll, we'll, right. we'll help in that aspect. It's on you. <laughs> and look, man, it, it, it will, it, we'll, we'll be in touch. All right. Just imagine what if it did work.